Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. This time we're talking about a show I'm kind of honestly shocked that we haven't done before. It's a show called Wacky Races. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Race to Canis. I'm Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Ippolito. And this episode is one that, I, I'll be honest, I'm shocked we haven't done. There was a lot of confusion earlier in the week when uh-huh. we were when we said we're going to do Wacky Races, a Patreon-suggested episode. Uh, you guys tell us, the, uh, tell us where the problems were. I was furious because I distinctly remember uh, uh, watching some sort of race-type uh, show. And I was like, okay, it might not have been Wacky Races, but it was something super close to it. And I was trying to figure out. And if you Google uh, just Wacky Race type show, you're not <laughs> actually going to get the things that you're looking for that are ripoffs of the Wacky Races show. Um, it turns out it was Laugh Olympics. Uh-huh. And the reason why I was pulling up was like, oh, yeah, no, they were on the ice for this one thing. Then they were swimming through another thing was because I don't think either of you actually did it. It was when you were both gone and I had to bring in co-hosts. Uh, see, yeah. I can't remember if I did that one because I definitely, I definitely remember. I think I might have done that one because I had you may the same. Have. I had the same reaction. I thought, well, we've already done, we've already done this. I distinctly remember characters racing, and then I also googled what cartoon. I literally googled <laughs> what cartoon is like wacky races. Uh, but I remember we are both bad at Google. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but I remembered guys. some of the characters. Like I, I was like, it was 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 Pink Panther in it, which he wasn't. But the no, you're thinking of Snaggletooth, I think. Yes, but the announcer was Snaggletooth, which Snaggle I eventually Puss. remembered. And I was like, was Yogi Bear in it? So I sort of, I eventually just Googled enough crap that I found it. Yeah. Uh, and I gotta say, I prefer. I you could say Laugh Olympics ripped this off. I prefer Laugh Olympics over Wacky Races. Wow. Uh, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's it's uh, the the whole flow is superior. Um, yeah. Let's see. I Laugh know. Olympics was in 1977. Wacky Races 68. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's it, plenty of time to. Yeah, to get to get the formula better, and also I right. will say that uh, uh, Laugh Olympics had 
it, it used already existing beloved characters. Whereas I think that these characters were created specifically for wacky races. They sure seem like archetypes, though, right? Like, these are characters that probably at least kind of existed in other cartoons. Like, you've got the double Captain Caveman car and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them seemed like they were straight out of comic strips. Yeah, a lot, a lot of sound-alikes, uh, unless they were actually real things. I didn't do enough research into it to find out. Um, Wacky Races, to me, just from watching it, sound it felt a lot like when we watched Groovy Ghoulies, where yeah. it's just bit after bit after bit. And at least yeah. this kind of tied to a premise because it is a race, quote unquote. There's at least like a through line and a beginning and an end, unlike Groovy Ghoulies, which just perpetually went on until you turned it off. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I will say like if I was a kid... This is like as an adult, I, I was thinking, oh, my God. OK, it's just it's just every episode is they race. The bad guy does ba does a, a little bad guy stuff and then the race is over. But I mean, that's sort of the formula for a lot of like that's the formula for, you know, Wiley Coyote and, and Roadrunner. And uh, if I was a kid, I would have I would have dug this. I'll say when I was a kid, I used to really enjoy Wacky Races. It was hard to find, uh, but it was the kind of show because it kind of felt like an all-star team kind of a show, uh, even though, you know, we learn now that like a lot of these characters just didn't exist, but each one kind of had distinct personalities and looks, and each one could have been from their own show if they weren't already. I'm sure there's somebody at home right now screaming at their podcast device being like, oh my God, that's like 12 different famous cartoons. Maybe, but I'm not familiar with them. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I will say too many, too many characters. It's a lot to keep track of. It's a lot. I tried very, very I hard. I forgot. I forgot some of them existed because they get so little screen time, especially in these, these are, these are 12-minute episodes. Yes. So in 12-minute episodes where there's like 15 characters some only got like 10 seconds of screen time to the point where I was like, wait, who the hell is that guy? I will say that um, I think it would have been um, there were only 17 episodes ever made, like uh -huh. 34 individual segments. And if there were five times that many, this would have been the appropriate number of characters because basically I want to see all of them win a yeah. roughly equal amount of time. I want to see all of them have like their moment where like uh, the, the woodcutter dude, like they're going through a forest and he wins because he's the, you know, best yeah, of forest. You're and, like, right. There's a flying one and, you know, like they win and that sort of thing. I don't know if we watched all of them, if that would be the case. Might be, might not be. You know. But um, like giving everybody a little bit of time, like enough to shine is what I'm looking for, like an ensemble. Yeah, but I will say that they, the winners in these episodes seemed totally arbitrary. I believe that is the case. Uh, I don't hate that. Like, like I like what you're saying where, oh, if they go through the woods, maybe the woodcutter wins because he has an edge. You know, they could have the, the second of these two episodes that we watched, which was which involved ghosts. That seemed like a perfect time to have the monster car win. Uh, but there there was no rhyme or reason to who won these. Well, especially uh, because if you look at it, uh, well, we don't want to spoil the winners uh, for the kids at home. This is episode 1A and 1B. So this is the very huh. beginning of it. So this is how Wacky Races got introduced. And there is one of the th aspects I really like about it that I I liked. And I thought about this a lot comparing it to cre uh, uh, Groovy Ghoulies is uh, you have like what a dozen different teams 
And each one is a very specific archetype, you know? Uh, so when you come up with kind of scenarios to put them in, all you have to do is be like, okay, what teams would be fun to interact with this scenario? And then uh -huh. you can just like pick and choose like a, like a grocery list. And then you can play those bits through, see if they work. Um, when I was in like high school, we did an improv show. And part of the improv show was each of us had a very unique character that we kind of brought to the table that we fleshed out through our rehearsals and stuff. And then the, the audience would just have a list of like all the different like names of the characters, like, uh, uh, you know, like Mr. Rich Guy or, you know, whatever. Uh, 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 and then they would just have the scenario. It's a surgery center audience. Which characters do you want to see interact here? And that's like I kept thinking about that mainly because I'm narcissistic. <laughs> but it was just kind of fun to see, like, here's a scenario. We're going to go into a haunted ghost town. Who are the teams that would in interact with this the best? And then we just did a little a la carte and then we just moved on with the show. And I thought that was like really like would probably be fun for a writer's room. I don't know. Gina, you tell me. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would like I would love to hear the intro where we sort of get what each thing is. I mean, we got to hear the intro. Absolutely. Cars are approaching the starting line. First is the Turbo Terrific, driven by Peter Perfect. Next, Rufus drops out in sawtooth in the buzz wagon. Maneuvering for position is the Army Surplus Special. Right behind is the Ant Hill Mob in their bulletproof bomb. And there's ingenious inventor, Pat Pending in his converter car. Oh, and here's the lovely Penelope Bitstop, the glamour gal of the gas pedal. Next, we have the Motormobile with the Swag Brothers, Rock and Gravel. Working along the victory Coop with a gruesome toothsome, and right on their tail is the Red Max. And there's the Arkansas Chuckabug with Luke and Flubber Bear. Sneaking along last is that mean machine with those double-dealing do-batters, Nick Dastrophy and his sidekick, Buckley. Okay, how long is that intro? Now I'm thinking about it. These are only 12-minute episodes. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, not as long as some other cartoons uh, with their intro songs. But then it like continues on because then dastardly uh, Dick Dastardly, uh, which is a great name, uh, he like ties them all, chains them all to the starting position, but then puts his car in reverse. It's really fun. Yeah, uh, the show is fun. Three cars have animals. Yep. <laughs> which I like. There's a beaver, a blubber bear. Well, here let's let's go ahead and let's 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 talk through all the different because I wrote them all down right here. Okay, uh, you could have just looked them up on Wikipedia, Ray, for crying out loud. No, I wanted also, to write them down as it went on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, helpfully, Wikipedia tells us that um, all of them either got three or four first place wins oh. uh, during the course of the show. Wow! Uh, so they're all even. they will all even except for Dick Dastardly and Muttley, who got zero. They never played. <laughs> they never won. Which is uh, perfect. Frankly, irritating, and I think one of the reasons why I uh, one of it is definitely one of the reasons I prefer Laugh Olympics because oh, the see. the air quotes good guys and air quotes bad guys like they all traded wins yeah um i think the bad guys may have uh won less often but they still won some and so this uh, is the bad like guys real... never win it's no fun but here's the thing there were yeah exactly like, I, I will i will i will counter by saying uh uh there are still bad guys they're just not quite as bad as dick dastardly but like the the mafia car yep is a bunch of bad guys uh uh and and they're they're up to tricks in at least one of the episodes so i kind of like the fact that there's just one guy that never wins and then there are shades of you know chaotic neutral and chaotic good and, and yeah chaotic evil uh because yeah there are other cars that that are are not not good guys i will say in my wikipedia uh um travels 
which I know how to use better than, <laughs> than Google, apparently. Uh, uh, the, the first guy mentioned, is it Peter Perfect or something? Yep. Peter Perfect, yep. Yeah, the Turbo so, Terrific. So there's a there's a there's a reboot or a revival or whatever you want to call it. Several years later, where he and Penelope uh, Pitstop Pit are married and have a kid. Oh, see, I remember oh. Penelope Pitstop from another cartoon. Uh, yeah, I, I bet definitely you do. know that. Oh, I do. <laughs> so let, well, let's talk through all the competitors right now. We already got to him. Peter uh, Perfect, who's driving the what is the Pinto Mobile? What's it called? The Turbo Terrific. Why would you do double T's? It should be another uh, You P wrote one, them right? down, Ray. I didn't write down the names of the, the cars. The what? The Purple Penis? Peter Perfect and the Purple Penis. It, yes. it looks very uh, oh, um, it's... Uh, uh, SNL. Um, ambiguously gay ambiguously duo. Ambiguously gay yeah. duo car. Like that it's is a car super... shaped like a dick. Yeah. Super long dick car. That's what he's yeah. driving. And the Turbo Terrific is a perfectly acceptable name for that. And he's ba- on this show, and I'll just talk about archetypes because basically he is sort of like a smiling hero kind of a character. Yeah, right. you know, okay, over the top, go. even over the top. Uh, everybody's over the top. You mean Sylvester Stallone's role in Over the Top? Yes, yeah, accurate. That's what I mean, that is no. Correct. You yeah, cannot name check that unless you say his name. What is the character's name? Uh, it's Sylvester Stallone, isn't it? That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then you've got Penelope Pitstop, who's your uh, your damsel in distress, the lone female competitor, if I remember correctly. Wait, she's from what next? I saw. She's the second car. Well, she's not. She's just it's just the order I have here. And since we already mentioned her, God I thought I put it, it twice. Ray. Gina, I'm not going in your order. I'm going in Ray's order. No, I mean, I you got to go in show order. I could have read them off for you because uh, no. there's even numbers here in Wikipedia. But yeah, no. please, I want them in order, not this, not this crazy, crazy wackadoodle. The order I wrote that I physically wrote each one of these down, and you're just going to take my work and throw it away. Order, Why? that makes because, no um, sense. Because I had to come back because I missed a couple because he talked really fast. Oh my god! You have pause and rewind. <laughs> no, That's I, what Wikipedia is for. God dang! All right, uh, all right, Dan, Ray, you, you're not Dan, in charge you, of this anymore. Dan, you rattle them off. We'll talk about them. Number one in the Bouldermobile, the Slag Brothers. The Slag Brothers. This is uh, two uh, brothers who look like Captain Caveman. They're like exactly yeah. like Captain Caveman with the same club and the same hair and everything, except they're not Captain Caveman. Wait, and I so believe they're re- Slag Brothers. S L A G. Yes. How did they get away with that? What? Because it's not a thing. Well, I think Hanna Barbera also did. Uh, what do you think, uh, it Captain is? Caveman? I'm pretty sure that Slag in British term means. In British terms, doesn't it mean like bitch or something? Oh, I've never heard uh, that. And I've I been mean, cussed out by many a British person, and I have never once heard that. Okay, got it. Here you go. Uh, slang. Slag is an insulting British English term for a contemptible person. When used of women, it's the equivalent it can be the equivalent of slut. See, I know my British slang. Wow. Uh, however, one of Sorry. the Dinobots was also called Slag. So Correct. in the United States, it does not have the same meaning. Yeah, in the same but way that British kids, their parents weren't letting them watch these shows. No, because they're dirty American shows. So wait, their yeah. car is they're the number one car, the cavemen? Their number, the number on their car was number one. Oh, okay. They have three first place wins. All there right. Just uh, spoiler alert, first off. Uh okay, so who's the second car? Car number two is the gruesome twosome in the creepy coop. The creepy coop. Now these are I, like, I like the monsters. Yeah. I, Basically, and I, yeah. I, I dug it a lot. I dug this car a lot. There, I did too. Each car, uh, uh, each car has has buttons that sort of 
uh, have words on them that, that correspond to their personalities and the car, each card does stuff. And this one has like a dragon button where a dragon comes out and it's a lot of creepy stuff. And I, I dug it. There's like a full castle on the back of the car and a dragon lives up in the, in the parapet. It's great. This is, this is a fun, fun car. Yeah. They're definitely going for that monsters, Adams family vibe. Yeah. Uh, I can dig it. Uh, car, car number three. Nope. Do not mean groovy ghoulies. <laughs> car number three, Professor Pat Pending and the Converter okay. Car. Big, uh, fan. Best, Big fan. Best racer name, period. Yeah. Wait, Professor Pat, Pat, Pat Pending, Pending, right? Professor Pat Pending. Oh, I thought that's it was Pat Pending. Well, that's no, if you say it really fast, it's it. Professor Pat Pending. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it. He was actually my favorite character on the show outside of uh, Dick Dastardly. Uh, and Muttley, uh, I love the fact that he just like uh, he always had the magic button for just yeah. whatever insane thing. His car would turn into a hot air balloon at one point during the show. I mean, yeah. I'm into this guy. It's yeah. a lot of Inspector Gadgety type stuff. Oh, he, huge, huge. Yeah, he's the science nerd. Uh, I'm a big, big fan. I will, also, I will, I will. I, uh, what do they call it? Stan Professor Pat Pending. <laughs> oh God, I guess Jesus Stan is Ray. done now. Uh, I, 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 I will it. say I recognize this voice. I think it's a famous woman yes. in cartoons. Oh. I, I think maybe the voice of uh, uh, Rocky the Squirrel. Uh, it is Don Messick. Oh, yeah. no, I no. It it's a, a male voice. Don Messick and Dawes Butler are the two most famous names. in it. You're thinking of June Foray, who I don't yeah. believe was part of this show. Oh, um, but Don Penel- Messick did a Penelope lot. Pit Stop was played by Janet Waldo. Who? There you go. Janet Waldo. Mm. I'm not familiar. So there you go. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 this was one of the voices that I recognized. Awesome. Uh, car number four, the red max. That was the uh, red Baron type. It's the red uh, Baron. Chip, chip. Uh, it's literally but, an airplane with wheels on it. And his gimmick is he just jumps and flies over other cars. Fun. And I, Fun. I will okay. say he's what, that's one of the cars that I thought got short shrift because I, every time the few times he showed up, I said, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. He's the one. He's the airplane. He's How the airplane. do you not know he's the airplane? He, name, There's name ten cars and the airplane. Thing. Like what? What bit does he do? He's in a, an airplane. I, I just told you. A bit. The cavemen are the cavemen are always hitting each other in the head with their with their sticks. The girl is putting on makeup. The the ghoulies are having a dragon pop out of their car. I will what not you have do? you dismissing. <laughs> the red max in the crimson hay baler like oh, that's that good. that's a good name it's a good name. it's a good name that is a good um, name but he should I have been did, featured more i did, well there's 17 damn episodes and there's 140 characters i'm there's just some, saying some people are going to do better other episodes i'm just saying if this was the, if this was the pilot episode of a reality show you would know that character is going to be gone soon and the editors didn't bother to put anything interesting in Red He's Max in a goddamn plane. <laughs> yeah. He's rad. I don't care what you say, Gina. He's the Red Baron, and I love him. I'm not saying he's not rad. I'm just saying he should have gotten, he should have forced his way sure. to, to more camera time. Well, I'm sure he's a factor in other episodes. Like, you know, you only get to do so much with two, with two half episodes. That's all. You're making a lot of excuses for the Red Baron. I am. Look, the I Red stand Max. The red, I stand the Red Max. Look. I, look, let's be honest. We know I'm bad with names. These guys are all going to be it's... called wrong names by me throughout this episode. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> Again, Thankfully, none of them show have... really good abs. There's Wikipedia. Just open up a, a page and nope. leave it there. Too lazy too to write stuff. Too yep, lazy yep, to yep. use my fingers. Not you happening. Are... 
Car number five <laughs> is the compact pussycat driven by Penelope Pitstop. There we go. Penelope Pitstop. She's the yeah. ingenue, the heroine. The only girl, and they and they give yeah. her a pink car, and her buttons yeah. are all makeup related. Yeah. Look, it's 1968. Just be happy there's any representation <laughs> at all. I mean, they, like, they have how many cars? 17 or something? 122. Yeah, you can't put another girl in there. Like I can, I can even name some other like sexist nineteen sixties tropes. You could have a, a clever little girl like Penny from Inspector Gadget. Ah, uh, uh, the famous sixties cartoon Inspector Gadget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, that was a that was a, a like clever little Girl Scout was definitely a trope in the sixties. Uh, I would say you could do an Elvira trope if you really wanted to, but you've already got the groovy, I mean, the groovy ghoulies, the, the creepy coop in there. So maybe that doesn't fly. I mean, they could have even had a housewife whose whose various buttons oh, do baking shit. That wouldn't uh, even work. I mean, no, look, I'm saying I would take that if it got if it if it meant that right. there was more than just one woman. If it was like if it was like Betty Baker in the in the oven mobile. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, we're about solid, almost solid 10 work. years. 10, I love that. We're almost 10 years away from actually having our first show consider a second female character I, I, in Scooby Doo. I'm, I'm writing this character right now. She, her, her, her patented move is she uses the engine of her car to bake freshly baked cookies and then hands them out to the other drivers who get so distracted because they're so good. Oh, boy. Man, <laughs> where were you in 1968? <laughs> I mean, if I ever get a time machine. This is the what my one goal in life. One goal. Yeah. <laughs> so moving forward, who's in car number six, Chan? Sorry, I'm just thinking about uh, little baby Hitler just like <laughs> living his life while Gina's off making, <laughs> trying to break into the animation industry. First off, Here's she's gonna bring she's gonna Here's bring her resume and they'll be like the what the cartoon what network? That's I know that Hitler was killed was 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 suicided way before this. Wait, are you trying to say that Hitler didn't kill himself? <laughs> are you trying no, to say no. Trump got him too? What are we talking <laughs> about right now? You're saying Hitler had some good ideas and maybe we oh, could no. read Mein Kampf. <laughs> I'm saying there's pickup. good people on both sides. Oh, no. 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 I'm, what I'm saying is you don't know. Maybe Hitler would have seen a, 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 a pre-episode of this wacky race. Wait a minute. Show. So you're you're saying right now Hitler was going to survive the war and then watch an episode no. of Wacky Races with a with a granny no. who bakes cookies protagonist and then kill himself. I'm no, saying- she's saying that she's going back to 1968, get hired on Wacky Races, create this Baker character, then go back to what uh 1905 or whatever and then uh, show little baby Hitler this cartoon. First off, his mind's going to be blown because cartoons, yeah. what the fuck are those? Uh, <laughs> like moving pictures is still barely a thing. Uh, but then that he's going to see that and think to himself, well, you know, maybe Jewish people aren't so bad after all. And yeah. Gina will have saved uh, millions of lives millions. somehow through that. Yeah, he's going to wow. he's gonna watch it and he's going to say, two women in a cartoon? <laughs> Surely the world is a good place. I would first not off, kill anyone. First off, he's going to say cartoon. <laughs> then he's going to say two women. Look, he was an artist. He know he he's got to understand what cartoons are. Zwei Mädchens. There we go. <laughs> did, did you? Wait a minute, did you Google that? No, I know a little German. He's right over there. Hello. 
I'll do that top secret bit every single no, time. Anyway, no, so who's in car no, number no, six, no. Jan? Who's in car Wait. number six? I'm ready. No, I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> no, wasn't wasn't Betty Baker P- Petunia Petunia Pink stuff in car number six? Petunia Pink stuff. What did you do? Jesus no, Penelope Christ! Pitstop. What is going on? Penelope Pitstop was in number five. Petunia okay. Pink stuff, which is definitely a poor name from the seventies, <laughs> is not does not appear in this at all. Car number six, Jesus Christ, is the Army Surplus Special driven okay. by Sergeant Blast and Private Meekly. Another I one that like gets short bit. shrift. No, another one that gets short shrift. I know nothing about these men. It's a tank. Yeah, it's a it's tank in their army. Okay, hey, here's the difference between me and you boys. You're <laughs> focused on their cars. I'm focused on their character. The, their car their car is their character. What are you talking about? We spend more time with the cars than we do the people. Yeah. I want to get to know them. <laughs> um, here's the deal. They are look, I'm I'm surprised that you didn't see enough depth in the army tank character in wacky races, Gina. <laughs> I, I will say they are they are exactly functional, exactly how you think they would be. He's the dude is made the, the leader is basically Arlie Ermy from Full Metal Jacket, and the oh. other guy's like Gomer Pyle. That's uh-huh. basically what you're getting here. Yeah, because he says uh, at one point, he's like, ah, shoot. And the uh, uh, private meekly goes, shoot. And then he fires the cannon. Uh, and I think uh, he blows somebody up. I forget who. It's fun. I mean, my Car notes number- are basically like this bit. This guy did a bit. This guy yeah. did a bit. Yeah. Which may be why we're spending so much time going oh, through all of them. It's going to be 90% of the show talking about these characters. Oh, yeah. and we're going to have nothing else to and say. And then two minutes of, and then they race. Yeah. yeah. Fair. And it was not great. So next car. Uh, car number seven is the anthill mob driving the bulletproof bomb. I like, I like this these bit guys. as well. Yeah. I like these guys. I like the Italian-American representation in this cartoon. That's right. Wow. <laughs> is, whew, I, I are, guess we could call it representation. Well, they <laughs> are seven uh, little people mobsters, and they're basically <laughs> like the little uh, mobster guy from the Bugs Bunny cartoons. It's a, just a straight knockoff of that Bugsy Malone, whatever that guy's character's name was. I don't remember. But it's basically yeah. that guy and six other guys who look just like that guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a good bit. It's a good bit. I liked it. It's fine. Uh, car number eight is Lazy Luke and Blubber Bear driving the Arkansas Chugabug. Chugabug. I love. Look, I'm not a big fan of, you know, the South, but I will say <laughs> I enjoy the Arkansas Chugabug a heck of a lot. That's a great I, name. I like Blubber Bear a lot. I was Blubber hoping Bear. he would maul the man because they the way they drew his facial hair disgusted me <clears throat> well, there's uh, one it, segment in the second episode where their car gets gets like blown up and it turns into like a rickshaw and the bear is like pushing the redneck guy who's lying there like like he like it's like supposed to be that way and there was something eminently southern about that moment to me and it made mm-hmm. me very uncomfortable mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say about that uh yes i am I too am disappointed that he was not Murder Bear and uh, Murder <laughs> Bear would have been great. Lazy Luke. That would have been great with Murder uh, Bear. Yeah. However, the arc- Chugabug is um, like when I saw the characters, I was like, "Oh, I'm not into this." Then they called it the Chugabug. I'm like, "The what now?" And then the second time I heard it, I'm like, "Well, that's my favorite car name ever." <laughs> yeah, the Arkansas exactly. Chugabug is delightful. So, yeah, I, I, I didn't root against them for that reason. Okay. That is correct. Yeah, but they did make me eminently uncomfortable. 
Uh, car number nine, as we've stated earlier, Peter Perfect and Turbo Terrific. There's car Peter number Perfect. ten, Rufus Roughcut and Sawtooth in the like Buzzwagon. I like these little Canadian oh, Oregon uh, lumberjacks and beaver. These two are fantastic. As far yeah, as characters, this, this the, might be my favorite because the beaver is adorable. Yeah, and plus they're really working hard for this car. Like the like True. the beaver is 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 fixing the car as they drive as it's getting damaged. He's biting wood for fuel for the car. I I just I like their I like their uh uh you know their gumption. Their work you know ethic. What it felt like? It felt like the the lumberjack respected the beaver, and I think that's. I don't think that the Arkansas dude respected the bear, the murder bear. Yeah, but I do feel like the lumberjack respected the beaver, and they were even Stephen teammates. And I yeah. think that's what drew me to this team. The egalitarianism of the whole endeavor. I'm a, I'm a fan. Yeah, into it. Uh, and then car zero zero is Dick Dastardly and Muttley in the, the man machine. I'm a big fan. Mean machine. First off, great names. You know, uh, uh, Burt Reynolds, the longest yard. Uh, that was the name of the prison team. Uh, I am just a huge fan of all of the above. Dick Dastardly is your stereotypical uh, uh, Snidely Whiplash villain who's mm-hmm. doing Wiley Coyote shit right and left, and I'm here for it. I see. I like I like Muttley better because he isn't afraid to. He's always having fun. No matter if, if things go wrong, he's laughing. If things go right, he's laughing. I like him. Yeah, he's kind of in a no lose situation as long as he doesn't get beaten. Uh, so there which he a, does, which he does was, quite often. There was a, an episode of South Park a couple of seasons ago. I forget which season exactly, but they did a parody of this, and it was so very specific. As I was watching this, all I could think of was that South Park episode. Oh, is that right? Uh, and if people haven't seen it, they should they should watch it. it features one of the special it. needs kids, uh, uh, being oh the. The, being the Dick Dastardly character and trying to screw over uh, uh, Jimmy at at sort of a Special Olympics type of thing, and it is it is great. Hmm. All right. Fair enough. There's our ad for the show. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, let's let's face it. There's not a ton that like. There's no plot really. It's just a, a rapid fire series of bits and segments. Wait. And so yes. I have a I have a question right off the bat because Please. at some point in the intro. The announcer says something about who can who can have the wackiest race. So he makes it seem like the winner is determined by who is the craziest throughout. Oh, I thought he said who is the wackiest racer. Like who's the best racer of the wackies and so they're wacky. But even that sort of implies It, is, it does though. You're right. You're right. That that whoever is going to win it's going to be determined by who does the wackiest thing. And so, so as I was watching it, I was thinking: is is the goal to to win, or is the goal to be wacky? Because I I would argue that if someone just stays the course and drives straight and does nothing wacky and crosses the finish line first, they should not get an award. Well, look, I mean, look, Dick Dexterly is constantly ahead of literally everyone else. He's clearly the best racer here. He just stops to do to do bits. So he's a lot like many uh, guys I used to know at the Iowa West. Uh-huh. Thank you, everybody. Um, wow. Deep cut. There it is. A deep cut. Uh, RIP. Anyway, my point is um, just it's just re- like I, I kind of want to picture the writer's room where everybody's like pushing for their car to win like it's an actual competition and they're trying to come up with like legitimate reasons why their car would win as opposed to it just being a comedy show. 
I don't uh-huh, know. Uh-huh. I like the idea of it being a competitive room where people are like backstabbing each other. Like, where's that? Where's the hidden story of the wacky racers writers room of backstabbing and betrayal? Because I would watch the heck out of that on AMC. I would watch the hell out of a Hamilton type musical about the writers room of the wacky oh, races. Oh boy, double in, double uh, in. At some point, the the cops notice that the little Italian gangsters. Uh, uh, are on the road and and want to arrest them. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's the first bit of the episode as we as we progress into the plot, quote unquote. Yeah, and I was just thinking this is not this is not fair. The cops shouldn't be able to intervene during wacky races. They should wait at the finish line to arrest these men. Uh, they shouldn't I thought do the crime if they can't do the time trials. That's uh, true. Did you? Yeah, I saw you trying to make that joke, and I'm not yeah. here for it. Just Pull so it you off. know. <laughs> Uh, I, you're you're still mad about me uh, shutting I, you down earlier. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and w- when uh, the cop was doing that, I, at first I was like, "What are you going to arrest all of these people?" Uh, and then I was like, oh, "Okay, no, it's they're specifically after this uh, uh, organized crime gang." So, yeah, like, I sort of got many that murders, I assume. And it makes sense because uh, I yeah. assume that these races were sanctioned by some sort of body that closed off the roads. So it was a little weird that there was a cop patrolling mm, the course and was pulling I, people over. I believe the and I don't know if this was a real thing, but there are plenty of movies. Cannibal Run comes to mind. It's a mad, 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 mad world comes to mind. Um, oh, a sort of rat subgenre. Rat yes, race, yes. A subgenre of uh, 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 movies where people go on like cross country races. And uh-huh. I don't think in any of them, there was any sort of sanctioning. If you got caught by the cops, you're on your own. Uh, yeah, you just had to like avoid them as best you could. That was part of the thing. So, uh, but this has, this seems to have fans and paid announcers. I feel see, like in all those movies, it's always like you're this long lost relative has died. Whoever can get to Kentucky fastest will get his inheritance. Mm, I'm pretty oh, sure Cannibal okay. Run was just like a straight up uh, competition oh, that actually yeah, that had right, like audiences right. and stuff like. No, but you actually just described the, a biker film starring uh, uh, Second City alum David Rashi. And I'm trying to come up with the name of it. And it's been like at least 25 years since I've seen it. But it's about a biker gang. Like, it's trying to race to a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> what you just pitched. Um, and uh, that sounds totally... like Knives Out, which was a very good movie. That just uh, that is not even close to Knives pretty sure. Out. I think it's on Amazon. What is, right what now. is wrong with you? Okay, I'm it look sounds like basically. Um, guys, can we talk about uh, uh, the constant? And this is one of my favorite things in Chan. I hope you have a sound poll uh, while I look up this movie that's going to kill me until I get it. It's like Wild something. I don't know. Uh, uh, but it's basically Wild, wild Dogs. Wild, wild Dogs. It is neither. It is Wild both Hearts can't both. be broken. Uh, cruel Intentions. Okay, can we can know. we talk about uh, 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 Muttley and his razzafrazzing? Because we talk wild about this every time somebody uh, Nick Cannon's wild and out. No, uh, I in in fact I do have multiple <laughs> points marked off for Muttley's razzafrazzing and his. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I can't do the laugh, it's but good. Uh, that was close. That was uh, close. Much like watching chips when I was a kid. Uh, I would see Wacky Races sometimes or whenever Dastard, uh, Dick Dasterly and Muttley were in a cartoon, I would stick around for that laugh. That was that was my money shot. I wanted to hear the laugh. So like when I got it, I was just like, yeah, that's the that's the stuff, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if it if it um 
if Muttley got to that first or if uh, Yosemite Sam did. Oh, uh, because they both use Rassen Frassen as a substitute for swearing. Okay. That's a good question. Uh, or if indeed it was a thing that was actually in uh, uh, our language. Like there were people who would say Rassen Frassen instead of you fat motherfucker. I'm going to jam this, <laughs> this pike so far up your asshole. It's going to come out your nose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is the translation if you put it into uh, yeah, I- Google Translate. I think there's like a, uh, uh, I, I think that was just like a, a bit. I think it's just a bit that people just did. Uh, and I have no better answer than that. Uh, and this is also a place where I put in my notes that uh, Dick like beats on Muttley. And that's the reason why Muttley's is Rass and Frassen. Uh, and then he like fucks things up or, you know. And I was like, was this normal because children were beaten back then and it was totally normal let's see a cartoon version of that and see them getting mad and acting out as a child would because they're getting beaten uh and because it's totally normal thing nobody really thinks about it but you look back now like jesus man that's like uh like i get like cartoon violence but when it's straight up one way like that that's not so great. Uh, straight, so great. I think cartoon violence has changed as uh, uh, opinions have shifted. Uh, guys, like, I found the movie I was I was talking about. I got to talk about this uh, really quick. It's called 1990s Masters of Menace. That's what it was called. Uh, uh, here's your byline. The Masters of Menace are actually, it starts with mansplaining. I love it. Are actually a motorcycle gang. When one of their own dies while performing a dangerous bike stunt, they decide to cross the country to go bury him. With the coffin in the back of the pickup truck and the tight butt lawyer in the front, their craving for beer combined with lack of manners will disturb quite a few people wherever they go, including the police. Hmm. Masters of Menace. Great USA movie I saw some afternoon on a Sunday. Sorry, Chan, you may continue. Wow, that is... Uh, I noticed Catherine Bach is in there, so I'm yes, she is. pretty sure that she shows her boobs. Is that a- uh, I probably could be assumed, yeah. Hmm. I only saw the made-for-TV version, so I can't speak to it 100%. I'm looking at the poster, and it's 90% uh, uh, a woman's naked legs. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, here. Hot bikes, hot babes, and 500 cops in hot pursuit. This looks like a winner. Look, it's a great movie. That's all I'm trying to say right now. It, is it? A great movie. Uh, go ahead and uh, tweet at us if you've seen this movie or if you can no get seen access movie. to it and uh, watch it. I recalled it is, is frankly upsetting. Uh, <laughs> hashtag dear God, Ray, what were you thinking? Uh, <laughs> or hashtag God damn it, Ray, Rassen Frassen, Rassen Frassen. Oh, bleep this. For an upcoming Who Would Win, I'm going to guarantee we do the biker gang from Masters of Menace because <laughs> we're only doing top name stars. <laughs> so I'm picking a property everyone's familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> oh lordy Lou. uh also yeah um the reason why i don't like uh dick dastardly and muttley in this context is that this uh this segment here was uh muttley going to bury some dynamite uh to blow up the drivers as they go across it they go across mm-hmm. it it doesn't work dick dastardly goes over he's like what's going on and then muttley figures out he connects the wires and then it blows up in dick dastardly face which is 100 percent a Wiley Coyote gag. Oh, like not everything even, he did was Wiley Coyote gag. Not 100%. even just like in in the area of, but like straight up lifted from much better cartoons. 
Uh, and that irritated me is that oh. I, I never saw any originality in any of those. Because in the next one, okay, he fair. does a thing fair. with the uh, um, he drops a boulder and uh, boulder, the car yeah. uh, puts a spring, pops out the spring and it pops back up and lands on him. And I'm like, yes, did you fucking just take tracing paper and copy over those cells from the um, Wiley Coyote cartoon? It's like there's a there's a limit to, you know, my accepting like, yeah, we're going to be, you know, this is a cheap knockoff. Like when you're straight up ripping gags like that, I'm not a fan. No, it was it was pretty it was pretty much a direct uh, descendant, uh, if not a complete ripoff, as you said. Uh, I did appreciate that they they did cave in the the dry gulch, and then my my man Pat Pending uh, turned his car into a hot air balloon and just flew over it. That brought me joy. <laughs> um, I also appreciated the bit where the Ant Hill Gang finds the house of the seven dwarves, just deep yeah. in this like canyon somewhere and they decide well there's seven of us the cops are here let's just dress like dwarves and then yeah, they do a bit with a penelope pit stop yeah go ahead gina sorry no that was just it was a strange it was a very strange bit because it uh it it i thought yeah i don't know what i thought i thought oh all right well i guess we're gonna see the seven dwarves and oh then, i assume they were coming too but no they couldn't yeah. afford them uh, yeah just very but i guess <laughs> rightfully so they didn't want to add seven new characters to the billion oh my god <laughs> well i appreciate that they said guys be seven dwarves and they just like run around like dopes for like two seconds Do, yeah give a that sound was, yeah. That was a pretty good bit yeah, i mean they did it a couple of times and it was the exact same animation because i mean of course it was but like it was just a weird bit and i'm I, i'll be honest i liked it that was mm-hmm. kind of funny. Also, yeah. uh, I will. I did not care for the fact they're like, take a left, take a right, take a left, take a to the left, and you'll be right at the highway. And um, uh, he says that uh, she'll end up at the Liberia Tar Pits that way. And I'm like, you're in motherfucking Arkansas. You're not going to end up at the <laughs> no, Liberia no, Tar Pits. they're in Arkansas in the second in episode. Wilshire. No, they're in Arkansas this time. They're uh, in... Uh, uh, oh, Seesaw to Arkansas. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Mustard Street, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... I don't know. It's uh, a real yeah. long left turn. <laughs> In terms of geography, I, I'm not, I'm not a fan. Uh, I, I probably would be less bothered by it if I didn't actually live half a block away from Liberia Tar Pits uh, <laughs> uh, some years back, and so like that, that's you know I have some I feel protective about uh, that anyway. So then there's a cute bit where like all the racers are like in the same area. We're kind of like tracking them via satellite. It seemed like, and that was fun. And then they're stuck in a giant like clover leaf because dastardly took away the exit sign. So they're just yeah. going around in circles. And I thought that was kind of fun. Uh, yeah, they did a radar gag in both of these. So I, I would be happy to see that progress through all 17 episodes, uh, seeing variations of that. Yeah. Uh, so I just have a list of bits here. Uh, but this is like the end of the episode, guys. Not a lot happens is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, we have the beaver bit where he uh, fixes the wooden car as it's falling apart around him, which was really, really fun. Uh, we have the dragon bit where the dragon is now up in the in the tower of the uh, of the what, the cre- creepy creepy coop. And he's like breathing fire at people. We got a stretchy car bit coming as I, well as mm, yes. I'm very unhappy about that. The Name uh, car? What, just put put a pin in this. We'll come back to it. Yes. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Uh, and then we have the stilts bit where uh, the professor, my man, again, presses a button and all of a sudden there's like two giant legs on stilts running him around. Um, yeah, I, I don't see how that, that makes fun. you any faster. No, nothing. <laughs> uh, and the final bit here is a photo finish because it's so, so close. And we have four it's four competitors coming in. Uh, one, two, three, four. And uh, number one, the winner, Gina, the person Gina says just can't get a break is Red Max. He actually wins this episode. Yeah, which I also, I don't understand how the chick didn't win this. Right? Because 
because it seemed like she was on a beeline for the exit uh, yeah, at, way ahead she, of everybody. She disappears yeah. with no explanation and isn't no. even in the top four. Not and I'm very confused. Four. That was a little weird. Um, the creepy coop is second. Rufus uh, rough cut is third. And what's amazing is it looks like dastardly is going to win. And then when they go to the photo finish, he's literally the other three cars are crossing the finish line and he has stopped his car, gotten out of the car and is posing. And I'll be honest, that's way more baller than actually finishing the race. It kind of is. Yeah. 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 Legit. Yeah. And it's like, does he think he won? Like he crossed the line and got out so fat. You know what I'm saying? Like I was just like, so he knows he didn't win, but he's still posing anyway. That's kind of even radder. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He this just is wants the, to get a good picture. I get it. I get it. Yeah. It's the thing where, uh, yeah, for our, the selfie culture would understand why uh, <laughs> this was a thing. Uh, I likened it to when a heel. Uh, gets a two count, and they're like, I won, I won. They jump up and start dancing around, and the ref has to like, grab them and say, no, it was only a two count. Like, what are you talking about, ref? That was clearly three. And uh, I've never heard of that, and I've never done it in the ring. I don't know what you're talking about. It is, it is a fun that bit is not that one I of my, enjoy. one of my normal fun bits that I did every match. <laughs> Shut up. You did that every match. <laughs> you may try to make the ref raise your hand, and the ref won't do it. I've heard a rumor. Anyway, that's... That's the end of the episode, and like that's almost the end of this episode. So let's let's take a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the, the second episode. We have a little, have a lot less to say. GI Joe will return after these messages. Introducing the ultimate warrior. The G.I. Joe Super Trooper. There's only one way to get him. Send four Super Trooper certificates and a $1 handling charge. See details on specially marked packages for your Super Trooper. The ultimate warrior. Now, back to G.I. Joe. And we are back. Okay. So the second episode is called. Was that a what? Creepy trip to Lemon Twist. The last time you've put in a commercial break like that was like two years ago. Yeah. But I felt like uh, it's time. This is a 1968. It's time to throw back. Also, we're like three. Yeah. We're almost the end of the episode. So why would you put the break in here? That's where it went. (laughs) It was organic, Chad. It was the last thing. The farthest thing from organic. It was organic, like my fruit and vegetables. Not. Okay, so, Not. so we open up here with uh, Dirk Dasterly uh, uh, um, is doing an operation. Uh, what do you even have here? Oh, yeah, okay, so we're doing Operation Roadblock. That's what it is. And so he's. this is where he drops a spring on the professor. Professor presses a button and springs it back up. Pure Wiley Coyote. We've already talked about it. Let's move forward. The big bit here is there's a ghost town they're driving into. Yeah, so, I... I- Enjoy this. I like I like ghost towns. I like scary stuff. So this I was looking forward to this. Yeah, it's in Spokane, Washington. And if you if you notice the sign behind the two ghosts who are having a conversation, it's the Spokane Bar and Ghoul. Ooh, it. I I am a fan of Spokane as a pun. Yeah, that's good. And we already established this is set in the Pacific Northwest, so here we are. Uh, they yeah. offer, uh, there's a sign, of uh, Dirk uh, Dasterly, a sign for free cuckoo cola. And the idea is that the racers are going to uh, go for the free cola, get spooked out by him and Muttley pretending to be ghosts, and then they're going to leave the race so he can win. Solid, I, I solid plan. 
I don't, I don't understand how this how this gets them ahead in any way, shape, or form. I mean, alternatively, he could just keep driving really fast, but that's yeah, not what we're doing. Been... That's not what we're doing. Okay, that's not Joe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, so they're doing a. We do a bit where they're the fake ghosts. They're trying to scare the the two people who come in, and it turns out the real ghosts are behind them. So the real uh, the first people get scared, and then Dastardly and Muttley get scared, and it's hilarious. Oh, also, real quick, Cuckoo Cola. All K's, not a fan. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Very uncomfortable. Yeah. But they couldn't say Coca-Cola, so that's just no. what they went with. I, I get cuckoo, like you're crazy. Call it cuckoo cola. Uh, K-O-O space K-O-O space K-O-L-A is problematic. It's a little on the nose, isn't it? <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Uh, well, not Yeah, and then we're dressing up. Like what we do, we're, we're putting putting white sheets over our heads. Oh, yeah. Shit. Okay. Now <laughs> oh, no. it it didn't occur to me, but now I'm starting no. to think that wait a minute, somebody was slipping some shit in here, and I do not care for it. Uh, and what year did this come out? Why, now you understand why Baby Hitler loves this show so much. Yeah, Jen. What 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 year was this made? 1968. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> kind of a thing. Kind of a thing. Oh my god. The secret racism of wacky racists. Yeah. More like wacky racists. Am I right? Hey, everybody. Don't disparage the good name of wacky races, Ray. (laughs) I mean, look, uh, it's right there. (laughs) It's it's right there to the point where it's almost impossible to miss. Somehow we missed it, but we picked it up in the back end. So there's a caveman. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a bit with Penelope and Peter, and I don't know. It's fine. Uh, uh, I just wrote here, there's just so many bits happening right now. And they're all just like one-offs. Half of them aren't even really jokes. It's just the racers like driving past each other. And I want to give big ups to the announcer, because I don't know exactly who the announcer is. But clearly the guy, it sounds like you're a standard like 1960s college football announcer. Uh, and that he takes it. There is like no tongue in cheek. There's no like he's not doing jokes. He's just calling the match. And I think it's completely called for. And I like it. I uh, stumbled across some old uh, wrestling matches from like the 50s and 60s. Oh, excellent. Uh, on YouTube. And yeah, it's it's kind of w- crazy slash awesome to hear the um, the announcer playing it completely straight. Uh, but at the same time, just being kind of, you know, uh, real laid back and chill and like uh, the wrestlers grapple up and uh, uh, look at that long hair. He's a dirty hippie. Uh, pretty sure better wash your <laughs> armpits, Jackie. E. Uh, just like this. <laughs> like, uh, um, well, they uh, weren't trying to sell it. They were trying to call it like a real, real sport. Right. And so but, they, were, they weren't going out of their way to be Tony Schiavone up in here. But also being like super casual and like uh, uh, like. Uh, selling the the faces and the heels in a way that uh, is just like like real passive aggressive. I think is the yeah. word I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss those days. Uh, the fifties. I miss the fifties. Yeah. Can we just? Is there a way we could make America great again and just go back to that era purely for the wrestling announcers? Nothing. Uh, talk to talk to Gina. Uh, she's got the uh, the time machine that uh, only uh, sends you to okay. places that are completely worthless uh excuse me betty crocker car everyone wants to see it the betty crocker 
<laughs> I'll, I'll drop you off in the in the mid 60s to get wacky races going. I'll go back to the early 50s just to watch wrestling on television. Thank you. <laughs> That's all I would do. That's all That's I'm amazing. asking. I love it. Uh, okay, another just bits. Ant Hill, uh, the Ant Hill Gang does a bit where their car runs out of gas, but they're like using uh, uh, like paddles, like oars, like a Viking ship, and that yeah. was pretty fun. Uh, earlier, uh, they did a bit where they did the uh, the Flintstones thing, where they stuck their legs in the bottom to go faster, and they just all ran. Uh, that was the, fun. By the way, the monsters showing up and scaring the ghosts. I loved that. that um, here's the deal. Bit. That's one of the next bits, the, reven- the reverse ghost bit with the uh, creepy coop. Yeah, they show up and the ghosts try to scare them. And they turn on and be like, actually, we're the scary team. And the ghosts lose their mind. Yeah, I, I, love, I, it. I love it. The ghosts get the ghosts scare like two or three people in a row and get real cocky. And then and then the real monsters show up. And, and the real monster was all of us. <laughs> uh, you did skip over the whole forest bit, which I thought was a real fun okay. bit with the trees the, yeah the tank knocks down the trees and then um i forget who comes along next and sort of uh, uh chops them up i think it was uh um, it was the beaver wasn't it, was it? The, yeah I, I i think it was uh rufus and sawtooth uh and then they got knocked down again and like set back up and then the uh when the anthill gang were doing the orbit Yep. Uh, Buzzsaw came along again, or Sawtooth came along and chopped off their uh, oars because he's a beaver, so he cut through wood. It was a fun bit. Yeah, that kind of interaction. Yeah, uh-huh, like uh-huh. like how do we, you know, uh, how does and, this person interact with this person is real fun. And that's all this show is. It's just like five second bits of them passing each other and doing things to each other. And it's too fast paced to really like keep track of it all. Uh, and it is kind of vaudevillian in its own way as well. Like we're still kind of in that era of cartoons at this point. Uh, definitely. Okay. So Penelope's got a big lead. So she, she has like a, a stick shift in her car that allows for like makeup hairdo to what Gita was saying earlier. Uh, so she stops to get her hair done. What I appreciate about this bit is the old 1960s hair dryer comes up from the back of her car and she doesn't take her helmet off. <laughs> She's just getting her hair done with yeah. her helmet on. Okay. Yeah, that, that was a pretty good bit. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, dastardly. They do a sign uh, with the landscape. Oh, the, the Wiley Coyote bit again, where yeah. they put up the, they, they put up the giant like steel, uh, uh, steel frame yeah. uh, w- with a, uh, with a picture of the horizon on it. And of course, you know, the gag is uh, Peter Perfect drives right into it and goes down the road. They turn to look at it and a bus comes from that side and runs them over. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel like if this were someone else, uh, someone that was like spe- specific to the gag, like if they had like a painter group or like an artist group uh, and yeah. then they went through it, I'd, I'd feel less bad about the straight ripoff. Uh, yeah, but yeah. They just went with the the white dude, and you know, yeah. like, and then the bus comes, and ugh. it was. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, the professor turns his car in- when the fucking Wiley Coyote yeah. and Roadrunner did it. Yeah. Well, where's what's your spin on it, right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's maybe that's what's really bothering me about it as as a comedian. Like having someone just steal your shit is yeah. like that's your livelihood right there. <laughs> oh, so. I just looked up the actual writing here. Dane Cook is on the writing staff as it turns so, out. That holds up. Makes sense. He got himself a time yeah. machine. <laughs> oh, Dane Cook's coming with us, Gene. I forgot to mention. Um you're going to be fighting <laughs> with him in the writers room a lot. Oh no. Um so we uh, professor turns his car into a rocket car and I just have general mayhem rocket happens car. as they're all just smashing each other. Yeah. It's fun. And we get to the ending. Here we go. The end of the race. And uh 1 2 3 4 once again. 
Uh, it's another, uh, uh, we don't get a photo finish. We get uh, Dirk Dastardly wins the race. He wins, guys. Yep, uh, Chan, you're a liar. Dirty liar. Uh, Penelope finishes second, followed by the Creepy uh, Coop and then Rufus, uh, just like Creepy Coop and Rufus 2-3 last time. They were 3-4 and four this time. I keep on saying Rufus Rainwright, and that's definitely not who's piloting <laughs> that car. Rufus Rough Shed. Rough yeah. Shot. I don't know. Rufus uh, Rough uh, Cut. Rough Cut. There we go. Rough so cut. we have the judge... So we have a surprise thing from the judges never heard of before in the show. They're, they wanna, they want to they want to view the ending again. And Chan, I know you want to talk about this because they'd already established that stretchiness in cars and things is perfectly acceptable. Yeah. And Chan, talk, talk to me about how this made you feel. See, this is this is why you need rules in professional wrestling. And mm-hmm. when you start violating the rules and just making shit up for, you know, to tell a story or whatever, it makes everything else fall apart because we established that uh, it was perfectly OK for the fucking blonde haired, blue eyed white dude to uh, stick his his uh, vehicular penis out. Uh, but when Dastardly does it, they're like, no, sorry, that's illegal. DQ. Not and just, well, like, not, what is the DQ? Coop, the creepy coop had the dragon like stick his neck out, like he was trying to do it too. Yeah, yeah. Like what is what D? What is a DQ and what isn't? Uh, and uh, it made me very mad um, because this guy always loses. So clearly, there's a the reason why he always loses uh, isn't because he's being a dickhole. Because everybody's being a dickhole to each other. Yes, uh, they ju- the they don't like him. Uh, for whatever reason, probably this is a class thing, and yeah. uh, I, I'm gonna root for that guy because yeah. he didn't do anything wrong, and now he's like taking it out on other people. Obviously, this is a cycle of abuse. They're abusive <laughs> to him. He hits Mutley, and Mutley, you know, just has to take it. And then when he has puppies of his own, he's gonna start beating on them. And you know, where does it end? Not okay. It's not where okay. does it end? It ends with you becoming president. Is where it ends, and that's oh boy, nobody wants that. Uh, that's you know, a, that's an Airbud movie right there. The end of this show where they show the end and then the end falls on Dick is a good. I I enjoy that. Oh, I loved that. Yes. Yeah. 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 They have like the credits and then the credits say the end and it hangs in the air above Dick like driving his car and then it like crumbles and it collapses him and falls on him. Yeah. It's fantastic it's a good, it's bit. No. Yeah. I mean, there were some good bits in here when they weren't just outright thieving. um and that's it that's the show uh uh, guys we got we got it in within an hour uh but chan i believe uh uh, you have a certain thing you want to do yes it's time for the theme song throwdown it is time for the theme song throwdown what has happened to you what are you doing right now i am reclaiming my inner monster truck rally guy this is the beginning of quadrant two. We have been through four epic engagements and we have had winners. We have had losers. We are on to the second chunk of brackets. Now um, the, the full bracket is posted on uh, uh, our Facebook group and there are some beasts in this one. Let me tell you what um, beasts in the first quadrant. So you saying that means a lot. It's, I mean, it's, it's crazy. This one actually, honestly, this one's a little, uh, uh, this is a lot of, uh, I, I started collecting, uh, requests from the Patreon. So there's a lot of real personal stuff in here. Oh, great. I can't uh, wait to shit all over it. 
<laughs> uh, we're going to start out, though, with one. These are actually both kind of long, and I went and ch- double-checked and like, yeah, like every episode began with like a full 90-second-ass theme song. So strap in. This is going to be... This is going to be a hell of a ride. First one up, Kid Video. Ooh. Kid Video. I just want to stop here real quick and say that uh, uh, the images that are accompanying this are like such vintage 80s kid show, uh, like live action kid show stuff. Like these kids, these teenagers are like waking up and they're taking on the day and they're driving around in like scooters and and like a like kind of expensive looking cars, honestly. So like it's like the dream of every eleven year old boy and girl, um, and it's uh pretty epic. I'm taking you to the flip side. <laughs> what happened? Ay, ay, ay. We look like cartoons. You'll be my musical slaves forever. Wait, so that was the intro to every episode? Like, we didn't need that little play, or as all of our parents would refer to it, that little skit you do uh, <laughs> at the end of the song. That uh, actually, like, kind of, that actually kind of reminded me of, like, uh, a, a sort of an 80s um, commercial song for some reason, more so than a cartoon, like a, like a blockbuster video song that they would have shown. Like, do you do either of you remember Kids Incorporated? Of course I remember Kids yes. Incorporated. It's got that real strong vibe. I don't know which came first, but like uh because also in this like they're all playing instruments. They're in a band and that's when the dude comes and like sends them over the flip side. It should be mentioned um, we did an episode of Kid Video that's on the Patreon right now. Yeah. And uh I man, I don't know like I got real I got real strong throwback vibes like when I was listening to that I was I was kind of transported to being a little kid again which wow, yeah. okay. doesn't often happen because uh, yeah, like, it had it had a high nostalgia factor which I like look there's two yeah. times in my life that happens and that's when the GI Joe theme song comes on or the theme song to Toys R Us comes on those are the only <laughs> two times that's it oh man we we need to do like a patreon episode that is just uh, uh old commercials. Oh man! Ooh, I've, yeah, I'm down. I've put enough of them in our episodes as it is. <laughs> but okay, so what's Kid uh, Video going up against? Because I don't even know. 
Uh, another 90 second one. I, I was like, it wasn't really that long, was it? And then I went and like uh, pulled up an actual episode. And yeah, every uh, episode starts this way. This, ladies and gentlemen, is Robotech. Now you want to talk about nostalgia factor. This one, this yeah. one, this one hits me good. This that, is almost like Carmina Burana for me. Like yeah. it gets me hyped. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what that cartoon is. You don't, you know, don't know Robotech? Robotech? No. Dude, oh, it was one oh, of the earliest giant oh. robot cartoons that came to the United States. Gina, oh. that's like, it's one of the precursor grandfathers of all anime in the United States. I, I could have sworn that we did an episode. No, we've uh, never done Robotech. I would, I, I would do a Robotech oh. podcast. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I love when I was. Uh, I haven't watched it in a while. I'm assuming. So look, season one is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Uh, season two is is hot trash, and I heard season <laughs> three gets better, but I never gave it a chance after season two was so bad. I never saw yeah either of the last two, but. Uh that first season that first oh, season it's man. just perfect Oof. storytelling man and it's just perfect yeah. anime storytelling and it's just so good yeah gina you, you watch all the things watch real robotech it's wonderful but i will it's say on that stars, like, it, it so. did it did it reminded me of an era of cartoons uh uh but to me i have strong opinions on this battle yeah wow. surprisingly I, i'm i'm really torn right now so I'm hoping you two can just put it over without me having to get involved. Um, <laughs> so why don't you two put your fourth year decisions and please don't make me don't make me choose. Oh, I'm sure I know how this is going. Yeah, I, to me, this was no contest. The first one wow. was much better. Uh, the, like, again, the second one was sort of a fun romp, but I zoned out about halfway through. Like uh, I, I just sort yeah. of found myself not paying attention because there weren't there weren't words to keep my attention. Yeah, we had the, this problem with the length of time that it lasted. Yeah. So, so Gina, uh, your your vote officially goes to uh kid kid, kid video. video. Okay, Chan, your vote. Uh, the thing is that this is like my childhood. This is uh, one of the earliest cartoons. That, like, really spoke to me. Um, and the the music in and of itself is pretty great. 
it is real long. It's 90 minutes of instrumental. Felt like um, 90 minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 90 minutes. Um, and I, I mean, it's, it's one of my very favorite theme songs. So I'm, I'm definitely kid video is honestly l- listening to it. It's better than I remember it. Um, it's real good, but Robotech is like near and dear to my God heart. God damn it. Yeah, I know. I know. It's coming down to you. I don't want this because. Okay, I honestly have to think about this. I, let me play it through. Uh, I mean, video, here's the thing. Don't vote emotions. Vote with which is better, which is the better the song. No, let, vote let, your heart. I honestly don't know which way I'm going right now. So let me let me talk through it. Kid uh, video was the was the more upbeat song. Uh, it had lyrics, it had jam, and it did have that 80s throwback feel. It did on the downside and with like a 30-minute skit, which I did – or 30-minute – where I'm doing yeah, it. Too. No, no. It's 30 minutes. It's 30 minutes yeah, long. Yeah, it's a 30-minute <laughs> skit, which I did not like. I did not think it was necessary and clearly is them padding for time. Robotech brings me back to, man, an era of early high school of setting up my VCR to record it because it was on at 2.30 p.m. on the local station. And I had to record it on and I wouldn't get home till about 250 just yeah. in time to watch uh, the end of Sailor Moon if I wanted to. But uh, uh, and I didn't. But I should have because that show is pretty should good. Have. Um, yeah, it's it's excellent. Um, but that that theme song to what Gina said about halfway through when it started, I uh, I leapt out of my chair and I started like mosh dancing. And. <sighs> But by the halfway point to what Gina said, I was I was starting to lose interest. And maybe it's because there, I knew there was not going to be an episode to follow it that I could get hyped for. <laughs> and, and honestly, and the lack of the, lyrics is, is a problem. The visuals um, are like there's some there's some uh, giant robots like shooting each other and ships blowing up. But honestly, there's not enough uh, to kind of hold your attention for all 90 minutes of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's too long, too, and they're both too long. God, I can't believe I'm doing this. You're going to do it, aren't you? I was really hoping you would both go kid video so I could do Robotech as a protest vote, but you didn't. I've got to go kid video for this. Protest both and votes I'm, are bullshit. They're always bullshit. I, they're never not they're bullshit. bullshit. They're always bullshit. Like, I got to oh, damn it. I hate myself. I got to go with kid video against my yes. own childhood because I think I enjoyed it better in this moment. And I'm not, yes. I'm not happy. I'm not happy about this guys. I know you're mad at me. I'm mad at me too. That's yeah. I'm doing kid video. No That's, one's mad wow. at you. They're happy. You finally agreed with me. Uh, two things, <laughs> two things that may make this better. One kid video was actually a submission from uh, uh, our beloved Patreon, uh, Brian Rapp. So we love Brian rap. Absolutely. Uh, Second, there is still the losers bracket and Uh you know, Robotech could make a strong showing hopefully in between then uh, now and then we can have Gina watch an episode of Robotech and convert her. Oh, Uh, interesting. Okay. But in the meantime, yeah, kid video is moving on. I, I and I'm shocked, uh, uh, and I honestly, and I, I didn't look at the brackets, uh, the brackets, the brackets, because <laughs> I like to be surprised when we do these. I like to kind of have that moment of ooh, and I had it here big time, and I and I immediately was like, oh, we're, I'm going to vote Robotech, no doubt. But as I broke it down, it wasn't the correct answer, and I'm not. This is this is mask transformers all over again. I don't know what to do with myself. Wow. Okay. I hope all you listeners appreciate the pain that we're suffering for you. I'm not this suffering is, any this pain. It's harder than I thought. No, Gina's fine. 
Gina forgets. Gina will forget this matchup the second the second we stop recording. Gina will forget this matchup. That's a guarantee. What mega robot? What an exciting theme song throwdown! Definitely, and I definitely (laughs) remember that one coming. What number that was? So I definitely know who won. No, we do them. We do them as we do the show. Chance, shut up. We certainly do. And that's our show. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. You guys, uh, do you have anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Meh. Nope. Uh, All right. I would you just like everybody. Would win, but I've already plugged it. <laughs> I'd like everybody to know that uh, the names here in the old Zencasters, Robert oh, Clark Jesus. Chan, like you'd expect, Race to Canis, that is a person. Waxed Butthole. Who's that? Yeah. Who's that podcast? Well, there's a third on the member show. of the third member of the show. I, I I couldn't tell. Well, it's not Robert Clark Chan. It's not me. Mm. It sounds like Could be anybody. A, a lot of fun and, and manages to find fun wherever they can. <laughs> I can't imagine hearing. waxing your buttholes any kind of fun. <laughs> but what do I know? So here's all the links, everybody. <laughs> you can check us out online. Facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Now, this episode was suggested by uh, Adam, and I don't have his last name here. His, his name is just Adam on Patreon, and I'm terrible at doing my research. So, Adam, first off, thank you very much for being a, a patron, for being an elite uh, member. I and we'll pretend it's Adam West that, su- that suggested this. From beyond the grave. Yeah. That's scary. That's scary and amazing. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, so, Adam, thank you so much for being a patron. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Wacky Races. Uh, and keep on suggesting, and we'll keep doing stuff. So go to patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast, and you can be a member for five bucks. We just added, Chan, we just added a whole bunch of episodes we didn't realize fell through the cracks. <laughs> we added like five episodes into the vault that weren't there previously, yeah. including uh, Captain N, the Game Master, including Laugh Olympics, previously mentioned on this show. Um, yeah, this uh, lady, doing, lovely locks doing this because I was like, I swear to God, we've done this before. And then I went looking and it wasn't in there. And I realized that there's a bunch of stuff that Ray hadn't put in there. Well, I didn't uh, have it. That's the thing is I didn't have no, these episodes for whatever it, reason. It and that's posted, just on me. No, it posted on the feed. Like no, no, it, they were it, on the feed, but I never I never saved them somehow. <laughs> yeah. That's how they didn't end up in the feed. So anyway, guys, we have like five new episodes. So go ahead and scan through the feed. If you haven't looked in a while, there's new stuff in there. Wow. Captain and the Game Master. That sounds great. Yeah, we'll post a, we'll post a list because we've done, uh, uh, I think I counted, we're at 130 uh, cartoon series that we've done now. In addition That's to G.I. Joe. What have we done with our lives over five years? That is so many goddamn cartoons. Ooh. Why are you people still listening? Jesus, <laughs> because we're delightful, Robert Clark Chan. I, mm, I would whether you choose disagree. to admit it or not. <laughs> what we're, we're going to be millionaires from this show soon. That's well, Gina. Yeah. One of the three of us is going to be a millionaire. Millionaires in <laughs> and, spirit, and it's not either of the men on this show. <laughs> is it waxed butthole? It's the wax butthole will be the millionaire. That is correct. Um, so, you know, those like we can also hit us up. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, check us out online. Do things. We're on Stitcher. We're on. Oh, we need a five star reviews. Give us some five. We haven't got one in a little bit, like a month or so. And I would like one because I want to read it on the air. So go on there. Give us a five star review on iTunes and I will read your thing on the air. Uh, Chan, I hope is over the one star nonsense by the time we're five years in. Chan, is this bit dead? It sure could use a boost. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. No, give us five stars. It helps us out way more than a one star review person who is on this show with me right now. 
I mean, it'll help you, me you out like you couldn't imagine. Oh, my goodness gracious. Okay, so you can also hit us up online. You can hit up at G.I. Joe Podcast on Twitter, uh, or you can always check out the uh, Knowing Staff the F- Facebook group. I don't know. I'm look, I'm done. I can't do wow. words right wow. anymore. Are you having a uh, you can, At Prez Serpentor with a Z, check that out. He said some really good stuff. He talked to Elon Musk recently, oh, which is very, God. very exciting. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, you can hit me up individually. I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And that is Wacky Racist. Thank you again, Adam. You're the man. And we'll have more G.I. Joe next week unless Chan has his way. Whee! Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy, you got to sink this putt to win. Or I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world, working actors, comedians, writers, stunt people, you get it. And we do it all over breakfast, or should I say breakfast? Every week is a new episode of Breakfast, and here's what you get. Inside Hollywood info, like how cool is it to act with Ed O'Neill? Spoiler alert, it's really cool. And what the heck is a gaffer? You get great breakfast wrecks and foodie debates like when should you go hash browns and when do you go home fries? I know the answer to that. Trust me, my pancake posse, my bacon brigade. Listen up, because breakfast is the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Breakfast with Brent Pope, available at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. 